On this episode of the Friend Lover Show, we're talking about financial literacy. You know what I'm saying? Literacy. L I to receive. Right here. Today on the Friend Lover Show, we have a very, 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 very special guest. I call her Smitty. You call her Jessica Smith, financial advisor, tax accountant, CPA, EA, LMNOP, and my good friend, <laughs> Jessica Smith. How I'm are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So one of the things I want to talk to you about today... Well, first, before we get to that, tell them who you are, even though I just said Jessica Smith, but tell them who you are and exactly what you do, because, you know, I don't want to mess up all your, yeah, you know, SSL stuff. Ben stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I am an accountant and tax professional. Uh, I've been doing accounting and tax for over almost 30 years, both. Um, so I started my first tax practice, well, not first, but my tax practice when I was 19. It was my side hustle while I was still in school. Uh, and I did taxes for all of my friends and some of my parents' friends. And I actually still do accounting for a few of those people. Um, and I, But I worked in corporate America. I was made an assistant controller of a radio station at 24. I started kind of in the entertainment, doing radio, TV. I've worked for ABC. Um, one of my last corporate jobs, I guess, was uh, I was the... Um, director of finance, interim director of finance at Fox Television. I did that for about eight months. Um, but yeah. So I got a question. What made you start doing accounting? Like, what at, at such a young age, yeah. what made you go numbers? Like, what were yeah, you fascinated so, with math? And, what? No, well, what's interesting? I've always been good at math, but it was kind of a hard choice because I'm I am equally left brain, right brain. So I'm a very creative person. I actually used to draw. Um, my major initially, I was going to be a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. I didn't even want to do numbers, but um, then I they told me, "Oh, to do fashion design, you got to get a job in retail." And you got, and, but I hated it. I got a job in retail. I absolutely hated it. Um, and then I remember one weekend I watched this documentary on Sammy Davis Jr. and Red Fox, mm -hmm. how they died penniless. Wow. Um, they did not. Uh, Pay taxes. Actually, when Sammy Davis Jr. died, um, the IRS came to his home and started seizing mm. things. And so um, I just was fascinated by the fact that these people worked as hard as they did and ended up with nothing. Um, and what's crazy is that Red Fox actually filed his taxes. He just never paid them. Deep. Yeah. So I, you know, decided to get on this crusade to save some people and you know why is this happening and this you know there's got to be a better way and how do we get through to people and I, I have to I saw that documentary and I happened to be sitting in accounting class and you know it was coming pretty easy to me you know everybody's like oh it's like a foreign language but it was clicking and I said I'm gonna do this so for the people like me that you know the tax for dummies, you know. <laughs> Explain what's the difference. Like you said, Red Fox filed, but he didn't pay them. What's the difference? What, like, what does that mean? What are the ramifications? Yeah. Of that? Right. So even in terms of their penalties and mm -hmm. things like that, so you have a failure to file mm -hmm. penalty, mm -hmm. which is 
um, that you just didn't file your return by the due date at all. Um, and then you have a failure to file. So that's why when some people are like, how, why do I owe so much? Well, if you didn't file at all, you get one penalty. And then if you um, don't pay it on time, and interest accrues daily. Right. Many people don't know that, but it accrues daily. Okay. So you so, should pay, and it starts ticking the day after tax day. So when you say he filed, so he filed just for the dummies. So an, account, so an accountant prepared his tax return, mm -hmm. filed it into the IRS. Mm -hmm. The IRS said, okay, you owe this much, but that amount was not sent in. Got you. Okay. Financial literacy. This is yes. what I talk about a lot, and I think a lot of us don't have financial literacy. And where do we start with that? Which is a great question. Um, you start with just even the, the basics, um, not to endorse anything, but like one of my favorite websites that I use and that has a wealth of information is um, Investopedia. They have so much um, information you can type in. You can even Google online what is money. I think that where we need to start is that we don't even understand the concept or basis of money. Money for us is this elusive thing that we're always trying to go after and try to attract. We don't play it like it's a game. And I think that that's the difference um, between us and other people, us being African Americans and other people, is that uh, other races, it's, it's a challenge, it's a game, it's a process. And so we don't, we don't look at it or view it that way. Um, you know, Robert Kiyosak talks about how, um, you know, it's a game. Right, like the cash flow quadrant, that yeah. game that he, yeah. Exactly, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's what it is, but we don't, you know, we don't think we don't about play it, it that way. Yeah. I know I, I know. maybe one or two friends, I mean, I'll say one that plays that game, mm -hmm. but that's one friend out of the many friends that I have. Yeah. So it's like, I can remember as far as back, far back as um, learning about money in school, but it was very minimal. Yeah. Like they would teach you how to, balance a checkbook. Yes. I think that's good, but at the same time, when you're so little, you know, because they try to teach you how to open up your own bank account, and I think stuff like that, that, it needs to happen more so now. Well, no, because let me tell you, you start, and, and that's the other key, you got to start planting the seeds early, it's just how you do it. Right. So, for example, I taught my son, Ethan, mm -hmm. how to bank at six. Ethan's been banking since he's six. Now Ethan's actually investing. But Ethan started at six, and what I did was I took him to the bank. And once, you know, he I picked six because he was in kindergarten and he could write legibly. And he didn't, well, yeah. hypothetically, as legibly as possible. But, right. but um, when he could write his name on his own, and when I could call out numbers and he could write them, so I just pointed, told him where to write. So your name goes here. So he filled out the deposit slip. Your amount goes here. Your whatever, you know, your bank account. And I would go five, put the five in this box. Put the, and is it perfect? No, it looks crazy. But he learned. And so what we did was we had two jobs on Saturdays. We took care we did B&B, &B, which is barbershop and bank. And he had to go get groomed. So now I teach him like okay he's asking me now when we came out he's like oh can I can we hit the barber mine because I didn't go before we left right. so you know barbershop and bank and we went every week because repetition is mother's skills every Saturday he knows it's time to do our banking and I'd give him two bucks five bucks one buck whatever mm -hmm. I felt like at the time and he would fill it out and he'd go and so maybe after like the third time he said oh 
I keep putting all my money in here, but I don't know how much I have now. And I said, well, that's called a balance. So next time you have to go ask, may I have my balance? Mm -hmm. So where we start is that we um, need to first start with financial goals, which is something else that we don't do. Mm -hmm. Map out a plan. What is it that you're trying to do? Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing. Um, I'm actually doing um, a webinar tonight talking about um, do your financial vehicles, I mean, do your investment vehicles have a financial destination? Okay. And what that means is when you, do you have a financial plan for the dollars that you're making? What many of us do is um, we take our money, and we also don't think about long term. We don't think about what 60-year-old Jessica, 65-year-old Jessica is going to need. We're only trying to get through the right now. Right. And so one of the things we may do is just dump our money into the company 401k. We don't know if it has a match. We don't know what it has. And there's other right. vehicles out there that may be better than what your plan has, but we're not willing to do the research. Right. Um, how many times, if you do have a 401k, do you actually look at it? Do you know if it grew 5% interest? Do you know if it grew 9% interest? Do you even know what the interest, what your expected interest rate should be? Right. So, you know, it starts with, with learning and educating yourself on, one, what you're, what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. and then, two, what's the best vehicle to do it? Because, you know, if you decide, well, I want to accumulate assets and I want to accumulate wealth, then yours may be real estate. Okay. Um, if you want to get in the game of, well, I'm, you know, I want some money in a year. I want it to be, you know, I want to see if I can get some quick money. Mm -hmm. Then you may look at stocks, you know, because you can get in mm -hmm. and some things grow and you flip it. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, your financial goals, which we don't, actually your life goals. Mm -hmm play a very important role in your financial literacy because depending on what you're trying to do will depend on the vehicle that you use to get there. Gotcha, gotcha. Another thing I want to talk to you about was generational wealth. How do we, how do we get started with generational wealth? Because I know that's a long-term thing as you were talking about long-term, you know, that's handed down from generation to generation to generation. And um, a lot of times African-Americans don't have that. I mean, you probably have I'm not going to say we don't have it, but very few that we can name, like maybe like a Bob Johnson that started BET, um, who else, possibly Oprah, um, you know, who they're going to leave their money to, and, you know, they pass on the generational wealth to, the, to their kids and the kids' kids and the kids' kids. How do we get started with that, and what are some of the steps that we can take to start that? Okay. Um, with that, uh, you and I had a conversation before about how we have to have the mindset of of wealth building and so even like with the jobs we take or the things that we do um, and we have to put that time in so for example you know if you know that at some point your goal is to accumulate well some people want to follow their dreams a lot of people decide oh I'm just gonna follow my dream but if your dream is not something that accumulates wealth um, then you know you may want to think of something else uh, like, for example, sometimes I wonder if I did follow fashion design, I maybe would have been a top designer. Who knows? Right, right. But, um, you know, but you have to make sure that your job, for example, we will get in a job, and if that job pays our bills each month mm -hmm. and, and it's, you know, it's a job, then we'll stay there. Mm -hmm. But are you getting a raise? What are your raises coming? Um, what's the, you know, what um, other benefits does it provide? Does it allow you the time to do other things? 
So generational wealth and savings. So you got to make it count. You got to at least put in, and depending on when you start. If you start at 25 years old and you know that you're trying to build a legacy, then you got to at least put 200, 300, 400 away a month. Um, if you can do more than you need, obviously the, the more you can put away, then the more you, you know, you'll have. Um, there was a, a gentleman by the name of Ronald Reed mm -hmm. who passed away. He was a gas station attendant. He lived in a little town somewhere in Vermont. Mm -hmm. He was a gas station attendant and janitor. Mm -hmm. They said that, uh, he used to paperclip his sweater together. Wow. But when he died, his family found out he was worth $8 million. No one even knew he had this money. Mm -hmm. Not even his family, mm. but he uh, they said he had a robust stock portfolio, and he invested and you know was good at it, so you don't even need a lot of people say, "Oh, we need to be rich, you just need to again play the game, you need to get in the game though, and you need to get in the game with some money it doesn't you know if you're getting in the game with you know fifty dollars a month, that's obviously not going to put a dent, but then the second piece for generational wealth is going back to what you said. It doesn't matter because if we, if we accumulate this wealth and we don't educate our children, then it's not going to skip generations. I mean, it's not going to continue generations right. because the minute we get it, we got to ball out. We got to buy cars. We got to show everybody we are not willing to sacrifice and walk around with paper clips in our sweater. Right, and I think that's a big problem. Well, for me, definitely. I mean, we all want nice things. Yeah. We all want nice things. I want nice things. I would love a Range Rover. When it comes. But anyway, I would love that. But the first thing we do, like, let's just say in the hip-hop generation, not to, you know, disrespect them or anything. I'm just saying, but the first thing we do, um, of course, is buy the chain, um, buy the car, and still live in the projects, which makes no sense. None. But your mother's still where she is mm -hmm. in a bad neighborhood. Now, I know a lot of older people, they don't want to leave their neighborhood because yeah. they're used to it and they can get around and so on and so forth. But just that mindset, that's what yeah. you were talking about earlier. The mindset, I'm like, you're driving around a high-priced car yeah. in your neighborhood with other people that's not making money like how you're making. They're jealous of you. You're spending all this money, and you don't have no financial literacy, and right. you're going back to the project and parking your car in the projects and saying, nobody better not touch my car. Right. Which is, it's backwards. Or we it's, have it's a backwards. waste mentality, like we'll... Because we like, you know, we all, what do we say? We got money to burn. Yeah, we got, we <laughs> and you don't have, but you shouldn't be burning it. You right. should be investing it. Like right. we don't, oh, I crashed up this car. Oh, that's okay. I'm just going to go buy another one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we buy into, which is a great point. We buy into the stereotype mm -hmm. of what being wealthy means. Right. And I mean, yeah, and what we see on TV and what we see um, people buying and doing you don't see like you didn't see michael jordan on tv uh flash you knew he had a big house right. and he had nice clothes mm -hmm. um you know you may see him out golfing mm -hmm. yeah he had a nice car mm -hmm. but he wasn't just out you know right. just he wasn't at the club he wasn't at the right. strip clubs if he was you didn't know about it and right. it was in the closed door you know what i mean it, 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 he wasn't flaunting it. He right. didn't wear his things around his mm -hmm. neck for people to, you know, jack him on the mm -hmm. street, as you said. Like, we, we just don't do that. And we don't go and put it in pro A lot of us don't go buy property. Right. Like you said, we'll we'll have a great car and still live in an apartment. I've right. had clients to do that. I've, I had a client that had three cars. Mm -hmm. One at the mom's house, one at his house, one at somebody else's house. Still living in an apartment. Mm -hmm. I don't... 
Yeah, that's a little. You only drive one car at one time, and and again, it's not hate at all. It's not hate. It's like no, just educating it, yourself. Yeah. On how to do things. I mean, if you want two cars, great. You want three, great. But as long as you you you're able to have the means. Yeah. To do it, and it makes sense. Well, you know, y'all you, know what I'm saying. I'm saying it the hood way. She knew how to say it the real well, way. No, well, no, well, no. And speaking, <laughs> you of gotta the have the means. You can't you can't spend more than you make, and we do that all the time. Well, the thing is, is that you just said it. It's hood rich mm -hmm. when you're hood rich you're really not rich you're rich by your standards and by the people in the hood right. who view you as being rich mm -hmm. but if we put you up against somebody else mm -hmm. you're not rich right. you know what i mean right, so right, you've right. got to um educate yourself you know warren buffett said that um lebron james mm -hmm. has a great business mind we don't mm -hmm. even know lebron james has tv shows yep lebron james has because he takes his money and again you know, it's part of the image that you you know you mm -hmm. give people a glimpse into your house and that you're doing well and right. you get paid for doing well. Mm -hmm. But he's got a lot of other stuff going on that we don't even know about. Yep, I just watched this TV show he uh, called Cleveland Hustle. Okay. If I'm correct, it's like The Prophet on uh, CNBC. And I looked, I was like, I watched the first episode. It was, it was really good. I was like, so I need to check that out. Cleveland Hustle by LeBron James. If yeah. I'm correct, that was and he has a game show that's about to start, I think, on Channel Five. If it hasn't start, started already, he's so doing he's doing the right network. thing, and he put on his whole team, sent everybody to school, made everybody get their degrees, and his his home was that he grew up with all his life. So he's putting his money to good use. Is the whole point I'm trying to make? Yep, exactly. And right. Luda did the same thing. Ludacris mm -hmm. hired one of his friends, sent him to culinary school. Now mm -hmm. he's a chef. Like those are the things that we need mm -hmm. to do. We need to build up our, our people and build up our unit. And then, you know, be able to move forward. Right. So what are the top three things that we should do that we don't do currently? Okay. Um, the first thing is get educated. Read. Pick, if you don't know how to, like you said, how to for dummies, go on Google. You can Google anything. How to invest. You can put in, where do I start with investing? It'll be a ton of articles that, that'll pop up for you. And you need to start reading and start educating yourself. You need to start reading books on um, on financial literacy, on wealth building. There's books out here. Listen to, um, if you're not a reader, then um, go on YouTube. People are doing webinars. Like I have webinars. Other people have webinars out there. And you go on YouTube and start educating yourself because that's the first piece of it. Because you, if you don't know what to do with it, you know, second thing is get an advisor. A lot of people feel like, oh, I can't afford um, a financial advisor or an accountant. Um, also, know that your accountant usually handles your money. What the accountant does is they can help you with your budgets and other things to show you where you can get the money from to start investing. And then usually the financial advisor or investor will help you take that and invest it in such a way to help you meet your financial goals like we talked about before. So speak to a financial advisor. Um, some of them, if you check, you don't have to pay them a fee. They actually get paid from the vehicles that they put, the financial vehicles they put you in. But kind of be aware of that because like some banks um, get paid, like I said, or some advisors get paid to put you in certain things, and it may not necessarily be what you're trying to do. They just got to meet a quota that if I sell right, these right, main right. things this month. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you have to pay attention to that as well, but you got to know okay. um, And the third thing, kind of what that is. Um, the third thing I'll also say is the tax for file your taxes. Um, file your taxes and pay your taxes. Right. Um, a lot of times we don't file our taxes because we think we're going to owe, and then come to find out we don't owe. And the other thing, too, is 
file your taxes correctly because while you feel like you're getting a hookup or while you feel like you're doing whatever, a lot of these accountants are starting to get caught mm -hmm. who are putting, you know, your three kids on there that you don't really have. Uh, you writing off expenses for a business that you really don't have. Um, you know, it's a flag after about three or four years, depending on the type of business. Right. If you got all these expenses, right. but you haven't made a dime, you haven't made one dime from this yet, but you got 20 grand worth of expenses, like, come on. Right. Right. Um, so you have to be smart. And if you're a business owner, also know that, like, if you're self-employed, um, not claiming income because you don't want to pay taxes may seem cool at the time, but when you go try to buy a house, when you go try to get credit, when you try to do anything concerning your business, not having had any income from your business will stifle that process. Great. All right, so can we talk about building business credit? So if I have a yes. business and I want to build credit uh, for my business, how do I go about that or what are some of the things that I can do to build business credit? First things you need to do is I would say get a Dun and Bradstreet number. Um, they will start to that they will start to accumulate information about your business. I would do simple things like if you can get your phone bill, uh, if you have multiple people who work in your company or if you use your phone quite a bit a bit for business, I would get the phone start there. Um, they may initially start it with your social security number, but it will be in your business name. And then as you paid it on time every single month, then they will you know, start to establish that and then you can add your tax ID number onto it. So make sure that you have a tax ID number. Um, and then also one of the things that I see quite a bit is that people get the credit card processor and when they initially get it because they started their business before they decided to incorporate, right. it's in their personal and they never switch it over. Mm -hmm. And so then the problem that they have is that they get that credit card statement to show what income they made. It comes in their personal, not their business. Right. But if their business is incorporated, mm -hmm. so technically the business has all these expenses, mm -hmm. but, but all the income's on the other side. So just be diligent about making sure that you switch that over mm -hmm. so that you can... Um, so that you can have your uh, expenses align up with your income and be able to deduct them on the same thing. So with the Dun & Bradstreet number, that helps you to get uh, like certain certain uh, big box stores, stuff like that to get... Yeah, well, no, so... They, the, they will... You report to, to Dun & Bradstreet. Yeah, the credit... The right. creditors will report. To Dun & Bradstreet. So even like... And the other thing, if you get... Um, certain business services like uh, like even Staples or mm -hmm. some other type Home of Depot. business. Yeah, Home Depot. Mm -hmm. See if you can get that on credit or have certain companies bill you. Even if you're going to pay them back in 50, even for example, mm -hmm. if you have a t-shirt company mm -hmm. and people that you do your graphics, mm -hmm. ask the graphics company send you a bill, mm -hmm. bill your company, mm -hmm. and then even if you're going to pay it right away, but because it, they bill you, that will show under your Dun and Bradstreet that you're nice. being billed and it'll show that you're getting credit. So as much as you can, that doesn't mean that because they sent you the bill, don't send the money in because make sure you're taking care of that because then just like you're trying to build credit, not paying bills on time will definitely affect right. your credit. Right. Let's talk about entrepreneurship, yeah. right? I remember you telling me that if you're going to raise an entrepreneur, then you have to be a good entrepreneur yeah. yourself. Yeah. But is that exactly true these days? Being a not saying that quoting you that you you didn't say it like that, but right because I think this generation now skips over how we used to do things. 
Yeah. Way up. I mean, like, if you go to Facebook, people are riding hoverboards and they don't have to dress up for work. It's a totally different uh, way they do things now. Um, and sometimes it skips because, like you said, they parents always tell us, go to school, get a good job. And then the college bills is a million dollars. And right. we and that p- puts us in debt automatically because our job doesn't cover the debt. Right. But talk about talk to me about being a good entrepreneur or being an entrepreneur in, in that sense. Well, I'm, even if you're not an entrepreneur, I guess you could still raise a, a, your child to be an entrepreneur just by having them, teaching them to pursue other endeavors or have something in mind. I still am a proponent of going to school and getting an education. It's a lot of people that say, oh, don't, don't do education. Um, you know, our education system is broken because they want to teach everybody the same way. Um, I homeschool, so... Uh, and but I sent him to traditional school up to a certain point, mm-hmm. but then I started homeschooling, and he'll probably go back to a traditional school for high school. But I knew that there were certain things that I that I, I agree that he wasn't getting that I wanted him to have. Right. Um, but w- what I was talking about about if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to teach your child entrepreneurship, you have to be a good entrepreneur as well because it's the same thing. We can't teach our children money lessons. Mm-hmm. We can't teach our children things that we aren't willing to learn ourselves. And like for example, we we have this um, bakery in our in in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. or not in our neighborhood, but in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, they do they provide things to certain events. Mm-hmm. And my son has been at events where they've been there and said, Oh, well we drove past their bakery mm-hmm. and I didn't even notice it. We actually parked there. We didn't even realize it. He, and he looked and was like, this is XYZ Bakery? Because they had boxes in the windows. The windows were dirty. They had no, you know what I mean? It, it was like, I ate out of there? Like, that's how he, you know, what his thing, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, we, and I mentioned that to a friend of ours, and he knows the people that at the bakery, bakery and right. told them. Because... You know, you when you go by a bakery, I want to see wedding cakes with the tears, or mm-hmm. I want to see delicious, Cupcakes. yeah, things yeah. in the window. I mean, their windows were filthy. They had like just cardboard boxes, mm-hmm. just boxed up in front of the thing, and mm-hmm. it just there was nothing about it that looked appealing. Right. So my thing is, is that and and what do you think that does to the patrons walking by? Yeah. Nobody is just gonna. Oh, oh, that looks good. I'm gonna go in there. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the smells wafting out mm-hmm. of the door, mm-hmm. you, I'm not going in there. Cause right. that when I saw that, I was like, okay, well we, <laughs> we gonna next, skip. you know. But it's you know, cause then you, cause then that makes you think if this is what the front looks like, what does the kitchen look like? Hey, but I'm just saying that we have to <laughs> start to um, just make sure that what we're producing mm-hmm. is, you know. Is of quality. Or of right. quality. Yeah, quality before quantity. Right. You know, and we kind of get away. We slide, well, people still buying it. You know, that, right. that shouldn't be the, the right, mentality right, right. when you're trying to, um, you know, when you're trying to teach. Good, good. Um, talk to me about incorporating, uh, what state should I incorporate in? Because a lot of times people say incorporate in Delaware, opposed yeah. to whatever, whatever. Talk to me about incorporating. Because a lot of times they don't know the laws. So the reason why people incorp- were used to incorporate in Delaware is because Delaware had good litigation. They knew corporate law very well. Mm-hmm. So this is for people like 
Pepsi, ABC, people who are, you know, who may have, like in the case of Pepsi, if they kind of may have a lawsuit, or different people that, you know, that produce products and things like that, that they may find themselves in litigation and need to be in a place where that actually matters. Mm -hmm. To a company, you know, to XYZ Shea Butter mm -hmm. Company, it doesn't matter because, I mean, Hopefully you won't be going through any major litigation and need yeah. to have that happen. The other thing is that from from then to now, the rules have changed so much mm -hmm. um, in terms of if you are not in your home state, mm -hmm. some states require that then you're still cons that you still incorporate there if you're going to conduct business there. Right. So you now are paying two bills. So you paid for Delaware to look fancy to say I have a Delaware mm -hmm. and then you paid to be in your home state because in order for you to operate business properly you have to be there. Mm -hmm. So now you have your, you know, two different annual report fees that you have to pay each year mm -hmm. and then and you really don't end up using it for the purpose that it's intended anyway. And then people also say like with the tax thing. Mm -hmm. Oh I can get around because Nevada doesn't have any tax, mm -hmm. so I won't have to pay any tax there because I'm incorporated right. there. But then they'll find that sometimes that um, comes back to bite them because, like I said, depending on what kind of bank loans and whatever things you're doing, the banks may say, oh, you're incorporated in this, uh, you're incorporated here, but you're, you do business here, mm -hmm. and so may still require you to do that. I love it. So by the book, I love it. Guess by the book. Guess who's going to be running this investment group? Just saying. Who could that be? <laughs> that's why I, I love how you get too. ideas, right. but I end up being that's, the person that that runs. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. You got to find somebody smarter than you. I'm just saying. Hey. That, that's another key to investing, too, though. That's find right. somebody smarter than you. Because as I said, LeBron James, when he meets... Warren Buffett, he's getting them questions answered. That's right. They're having some real conversations. That's what I'm talking about. Because that's how we're going to do this investment group and get it going. All right? But thank you for being on the show. I want to tell you. everybody how we can reach you. I have um, a new organization that I started called Wealthy Women Worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, because one of the things they say is that women are terrible investors. Mm. In terms of the, the vehicles that we choose to invest, mm. or like I said, in terms of some of the decisions about what we make, about who handles our wealth once we pass on, mm. those types of things. In, in, in certain polls and things, they say that women are emotional mm -hmm. investors mm -hmm. or that we, you know, we kind of let the personal guide us, whereas men are more methodical mm -hmm. and business and they, mm -hmm. like I said, they have a plan. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what um, this organization does is to kind of give m women a, you know, and, and allow us to be, you know, a woman mm -hmm. in our thinking about mm -hmm. how we invest and how we do things and provide information and for a, us to do. And another thing, ladies, uh, a lot of you have a lot of different opportunities. There's a lot of minority grants out there for women that y'all don't take advantage of. And y'all oh, really need to take advantage of that because I tell my wife that all the time. And I tell a bunch of other ladies that too because they don't know. They want to start a bunch of businesses, stuff like that. But there's grants out there for you to start. Absolutely. Actually, not too far from where we are right now downtown, there's a... a Foundation Center for grants. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that there's barely any black people in there. Yeah, that's the truth. They're nev they, the problem is it's not that it's there. They don't go. The other thing is, and that's even with scholarships for school. I don't think they know, though. That is well, there. they may not go, but they may not know. But also like scholarships mm -hmm. for school, for example. Mm -hmm. 
we don't want to write, we don't want to sit and write the 9,000 essays. We don't want to send out all the information. And I think that's the thing that we don't, you know, we want to start businesses, but we don't want to, like you said, or we may not know that the grants are there, but we got to do our work. Right, right, And the thing, talk to other people. Yeah, right, 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 right. And talk to people that don't look like you. This is true. This is true. Because they do things differently. Don't ask your cousin Quita, because Quita don't know. <laughs> you need to go and find people and, and go into go to a bank. Go right. to right. um oh, Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. Utilize the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like the Chamber of Commerce in your neighborhood, go to the Chamber of Commerce in the other neighborhood. You're not selling out if you're trying to build a better life and legacy for your family. Right. If you are giving back and doing other things for you to do better is not selling out. That's right. It, it's just providing more opportunity. Right, because um, you got to talk to other people because not just, like like one of the things like how uh, when a baby is born, like in a Caucasian family or whatever, they put a business in the baby's name to start building credit. So there's a lot of different things that people do so that way when that kid turns 12 or 13, 14, they've already been in business for 14 years. And or that's, even credit cards. Like they'll get credit cards. But see, when we put... Something in somebody's name. It's the phone bill. It's the phone bill, the rent. Uh, I mean, not the rent, but the, the light bill. And then that kid's credit is it's jacked, jacked up. up before right. they ever get out the gate. Right. If you know that you have great credit and you want to put your child's credit on a credit card, I mean, put your child on mm -hmm. the credit card to build, mm -hmm. so that by the time your child is 18, they have a credit score of 750, 800, right. and they can go and walk out the door and get a building so that when they start school... They can start a hustle. One more time, tell them where yes, so, you can, where um, you can find and tell them the name yes. of your webinar. So, uh, wealthywomenworldwide.org. Um, we have webinars every Wednesday because we have Wealthy Women Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. And the webinar is at um, 7.30 Central, so that's what, 8.30? 6.30. No, no, 8 no you're, you're out. Before. Yeah, right. 8 so 8.30 Eastern. Eastern. Um, Jessica Smitty Smith, it's S-M-I-T-I, -I, um, on Facebook. Uh, I'm on all of the social media. You can do, um, Wealthy Women Worldwide, or you can do, um, Jessica Smith Co. at Jessica Smith Co. on Twitter and things and follow me. Um, and then we also have, I also have a company that teaches financial literacy to kids, which I've had now for five years, um, and that's lifeuniversity.com. And it's university with a C. For city, it's like universe because we nice. are educating, we're a community. You just checked out Jessica Smith, accountant, CPA, EA, sports. Anyway, <laughs> here on the Fran Lover Show, you can also follow me on all social media platforms. Um, you can catch me on my website, franlover.com, and we'll see you next time. All right? Yeah.